You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. I am low-key annoyed because normally I do this podcast in the day, in the morning, in the afternoon, but no, it is 5.42 p.m. and I'm just now sitting down to do it and I'll explain why it's taken me this long, but I'm also kind of glad that I didn't do it earlier because everything has popped off today with Dale and Claire. I don't know what I've done to deserve this type of content on podcast day, but... Whoever blessed me with all this, you a real one. Okay, let's dive. I'm about, I think I sang dive in on the last episode, so I'm just going to cut myself off before I even go there. Welcome to episode 34 of the What the Chuck podcast with me, Megan Rage. I feel like I have so much to talk about today, and I'm hoping that it goes really smooth so I don't have to spend uh, an hour editing this and then eat dinner at eight and then go right to bed because Brett still has to work. And so I go to bed early. Um, pop on my melatonin and I'm out. Okay. Why am I wasting time talking about frivolous ass shit? That's not even on my notebook. I need to get right into the important stuff. I want to start out with Dale and Claire just because it's so fresh in my mind. So for the past week, a bunch of people have been DMing me this Instagram post that's going around. It wasn't from a credible Instagram account. What's well, not an account that I follow. It's not an account that I've ever seen. But it had all these facts, like why Claire and Dale were broken up. And it said something about how Claire and Dale's cousin unfollowed each other. It said that Dale and Claire had scrubbed all the pictures of each other off of their Instagrams. Basically, all of the facts on this post were not true. It was clickbait. Um, apparently, Claire and Dale's cousin did unfollow each other. They had some sort of issue. That was the only thing that could have possibly been true, but everything else was just clickbait. It wasn't true. I didn't really pay any attention to it, although I did feel like they were on the rocks because they went to that same house that they vacationed at in La Jolla, like around Thanksgiving time. They were on their way there. They posted a ton of videos. They did post a picture while they were there, but then after that, it wasn't just the normal Dale and Claire content that we're used to seeing when they're together, which is, you know, them going furniture furniture shopping or house shopping or clothes shopping or seeing sites or cooking dinner or on the couch. Claire, I mean, not that I'd see anything wrong with this because poor Brett doesn't ever see me get dressed up. I've probably done my hair. Well, this year, zero times. Makeup, zero times. Wear regular clothes, zero times. But the entire time that Claire and Dale were together, I feel like she was just in yoga pants and a t-shirt, which is how I like to live my life. But if he's never seen you done up except for The Bachelor, like, I don't know, maybe put on a pair of jeans one time, Claire. Seriously. Uh, okay. So there were all these rumors that they were on the rocks. I kind of believed it just because they hadn't been posting their regular degula. And then today, TMZ and E! News were like, Claire and Dale are taking a break. And I was like, okay, what does that even mean? That's such a cop out. Like, we're taking a break. And then I logged on to Instagram. And Dale posted a statement. Here's the funny thing, though, before I get into and before I read the statement, he didn't just post it. He did one of those things where like he typed it out on do like he did a create where he typed out a statement onto like a, a, a colored background. So he put that up and then he wrote the caption is the same as the statement. And then he put that same statement, the same picture on his story. Only the copy that's on his story is autographed. Like what, what, what the fuck? Why do you need to post it three different places? And why does one require a signature? Like Dale, we get it. You and Claire are no longer together. If the signature is just making it official, nice fucking touch, but we get it. Okay. So let me find 
Let me find his his statement. There was a couple things about this that were funny. So let me just read it. I wanted to share with all of you that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways. We I'm stuttering because I'm so excited. We appreciate the love and support we've reached from so many people, but this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself, something our families have taught and instilled in us throughout our lives. We only hope the best things for one another. That's it. We only hope the best things for one another. Like that was such a this is just such a like granola plain and simple like celebrity copy and paste breakup statement like it's just that there's no, he's not giving us anything the kicker is right after this he posts on his story hey guys where should I go get dinner tonight that has a nice patio in New York City then right after that he's basically skipping through the streets of New York like not a care in the world he actually looks lighter like a weight's been lifted off his chest and he's saying you know I know Christmas was weeks ago but you just look around in New York City and it just feels like you're on holiday break or like you're like you're on Christmas break and I'm just like this dude really does not give a damn like he is out here living his best life 30 minutes after he made the statement that they broke up. So I get on Twitter and I'm tweeting all these things that I personally think are very hilarious. None of my tweets really take off unless I'm talking shit about a big celebrity and their fucking army comes after me. I just said like this fool, like he really does look lighter. He looks happy. He looks like he doesn't have a care in the world. And then I go back to his Instagram to quote one of the things that he said on my website and the posts are gone. So people must have been saying something about how he just went from we're broken up. We need this time to like, where should I get dinner tonight? I mean, it was just very just like okay and we're over that while poor Claire is probably crying her little heart out because there's no way in hell that she saw this coming like she had to have been blindsided she is utterly and completely blinded with infatuation for this guy. So my website got hacked last week. I finally got it back up and running, although there's a lot of things wrong with it. And unfortunately, the guy that made the website for me is MIA. I'm sure I've talked about that on another podcast. So I've had to take it over myself. And every time that I want to do something, I have to kind of learn. So I basically just paid like $200 this week to get the rights to the theme that's on my website so that I can really have access to everything. It's just, I have to learn how to do some things. There's some sizing issues when you go to my website from your mobile device. When you go from a computer, it's not as bad. It's MeganRageDake.com. I was like, okay, I know that my website got hacked and I'm working on things right now. I wasn't planning on posting anything right this second. I was going to wait till it looked a little better, but I just had, I had to get some of my thoughts out. So I made a post on MeganRage.com and in that post, I put Dale's statement, but I also put two clips, the moment that Claire first saw Dale and the moment that they got engaged and going back and watching those clips, even though it was just from like back in October, November, it is very jarring to look at Dale and to kind of know what we know now and see his reactions, his facial expressions, how he's like walking up to Claire prior to the proposal. He's like almost dragging his feet, doesn't seem excited, seems terrified. Dale was forced into this engagement. I truly 100% believe that. Was he attracted to Claire? Probably. Did he like her on some level? I'm sure he did, which is why he gave it a shot. But I'm sure he went into it knowing what the rest of America knew. And that is that it probably wasn't going to work. And looky here, it's not working out. I mean, 
just, I just cannot believe. I want to say that it's happened this soon, but in reality, I, I put four months on it. But by the time we saw it, obviously they were already into their relationship. So they were probably together for six months total, which is a little while. I just know that there were probably some conflicting issues in their relationship. Claire's mother lives here and she is ill. So was she really going to pick up and move to New York? No. Dale has a sister that has, um, actually, I'm not sure what she has, but I know that she's in and out of the hospital and she needs care from her family members. And I know that Dale does um, have his hand in that. So he wasn't necessarily in the position to pick up and just move to Sacramento. So was this in the cards the entire time? And was Claire just blissfully unaware of all the hurdles that were standing in the way? I, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me that it's already over and that Dale has made these statements just like come forward and been like, this is what it is and we're done and that's it. And he's just going on about his life. And Claire seems to be very upset by her last post. She hasn't said anything. I don't know if she ever will, but she has to be thinking to herself now. If she's not, she's crazy. She has to be thinking to herself right now. Wow, I really fucked up. I should have seen the process through and not aborted mission four episodes in or however long that was you know a couple weeks or whatever because look at where it's got me like she just was not thinking and now she's back to square one she had the opportunity of a lifetime to be the bachelorette at her feet and she I don't want to say she abused it but she made the wrong choices and now look at where she is she's back to being single the ba- there's no way the bachelor franchise is going to fuck with her again maybe because she was such a train wreck they'll throw her back on paradise but i just highly doubt it and dale got exactly what he wanted from this i don't think that he dated claire necessarily to be famous cuz it's not like claire's a super famous character in this franchise but I do know that when the lead gets engaged and they're on the cover of people that person does get attention so has he made a name for himself throughout these few months with Claire absolutely enough to carry on a career without her most definitely and that's exactly what's happening and I don't think he gives a damn what he looks like I don't think he gives a damn that they're broken up I honestly think that I can see the relief on his face just from the two brief Instagram posts that he put on his story. Okay, mic drop. I'm fucking done with that. I can't wait to see what Claire ends up saying if she says anything at all. Like I know I was just making fun of all the Bachelor podcasts last week, but I really hope that they both go on all of them so I can listen and dissect to every single one that they go on. I feel like someone was recently telling me about how January is like a month for testing relationships and how a lot of people really go through um, drama and troubles in the month of January. And I don't know who told me that or what it has to, whether it's about the stars or I don't know what it has to do with, but it's proving to be correct because everyone from Love Island broke up this past week too, or they announced it. So first it was Selly and Johnny. They announced that they were no longer together and there's been drama with that. Um, Sally's been like kind of subtweeting him. And then Johnny the other night posted that he was going to spill the tea on his Instagram story and that he was going to go live at seven. So I just happened to see it at seven and he goes live and I click on it and he looks like he's crying. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden he is pouring something out on his carpet and he is quite literally spilling. Excuse me. I'm talking so fast. I'm not coming up with for air. He is quite literally spilling tea on the floor. 
and he was doing it to troll everyone. And then he did another live last night. It was two hours long. Boy, ain't nobody about to watch a two hour long Instagram live. I am sorry. I do not want to know the drama that fucking much. But I did watch the first like five to eight minutes of it. And he said that him and Selly mutually decided to break up while they were vacationing in Hawaii. He said that he woke up earlier this week and he went on her Instagram and she had unfollowed him and she had also deleted most of their pictures besides the one from Love Island from her Instagram account. He said, that's fine if she wants to do that. You know, more power to her. He ended up doing the exact same thing. And that's all that I know about that. He said that there's nothing else to know. So I'll leave it at that. She's been saying, um, what did she post on Twitter this morning? She said, hurt people do hurt. Oh no, hurt people hurt people. So I felt like that was either geared toward Johnny or Sully really seems to be meddling in the drama with Justine and Caleb. I had thought that Justine and Caleb broke up. They weren't posting each other anymore. They weren't commenting on anything or liking anything anymore. And then Justine posted a statement saying that her and Caleb had broke up and she seems really heartbroken in the post. And then Caleb is so, oh, he's so well-spoken and well-written. He ends up posting a statement the next day and he basically says the same thing that they've broken up, does doesn't seem too upset, but just asks for his privacy because he's more of a private person. Well, the next day he posts two slides, a two slided, two slid, two slided statement. And he's talking about getting death threat threats and how every like his business isn't everyone else's business just because he was on TV, like more power to him. And then he ends up posting a video saying, I just want to let you guys know this is so unnatural for me to be doing this. And he never posts on his Instagram story. He's not a big poster in general. He was like, it feels very unnatural for me to do this. But I just want to address that, you know, Justine and I, we've been broken up for a couple months. I don't we decided not to tell you guys right away. So you're getting it a couple months after it's already happened. Yes, we're still healing. We want to do that in private. I don't know why any of you feel like you have the the right to be like in our business, but you don't please leave us alone. And it seems like since then, Selly and Justine have really been hanging out a lot together. And it seems like Selly's unfollowed Caleb. Uh, so I just want to know what happened because Justine seems really upset. Caleb doesn't seem like the type of guy that would do her dirty. So I just don't know what's happening. But it's crazy to me that from season two, Love Island USA, the only two people that are still together are fucking Mackenzie and Connor, like the most toxic people that were in the villa. They're still together. How? way please tell me how I'm really excited about the inauguration tomorrow. I can't wait to watch it. But by the time you guys are listening to this, it probably already happened. Or if you're listening to it early in the morning, it's going to happen at some point today. I can't wait to watch it. I'm really intrigued by like how much security they're going to have. I wonder if it's the most security they've ever had in the history of any inauguration. I was reading that just the ambulances alone that they've hired to be there is was a $10 million contract. $10 million. I'm curious about how the virtual stuff is going to work. I'm just curious about all of it. I probably haven't watched too many inaugurations in my day. I'm sure I watched Obama. Actually, I know I watched Obama's because I found um, some notes about it recently in an old email that I had. Like I, I do this quite often. If I want to remember something, I email myself. <laughs> I save things in my notes. I write things down, but I also email myself. And when I first started on the morning show, I was getting ready to interview um, like a G6, like a Far East movement. Like a G6, like a G, let me see. Far, like a G6, like a G6. Dev, Far East Movement, and the Cataracts. So yeah, I was getting ready to interview the Far East Movement. And I guess they had performed at the inauguration. And I had like written all these notes about 
that. But I mean, obviously I didn't watch the last one. I just don't, I don't know. I'm really excited about tomorrow's though. I'm excited to see like what happens and what goes down and the performances and the speeches. I just think this is going to be inauguration an inauguration to remember for so many reasons. I mean, the pandemic, <laughs> the president elect, the vice president, there's just so many factors at play that are going to make this one's one for the history books. I have a little bit of a puppy update. We haven't gotten any more pictures or any emails from the people. I feel like there have been some serious talks that I've had with Brett since last week because the Chuck thing kept happening. For some reason, Chuck kept getting poop stuck to him and it was becoming like a thing. Brett didn't want him in bed anymore. And I was like, oh no, boy, we are not going backwards in the in the Chuck process. Like Chuck is staying in bed. He is clean. He's not taking a shit on the bed. It's just getting stuck to him and it comes off right away. It's not like it's getting stuck to him and he's dragging it upstairs or anything. Anyways, I had to sit Brett down and I was like, I need to have a serious talk with you. If you don't think you're going to be able to handle this dog, I need you to speak up. I need you to speak up now because once we have it, like that's it. Like we can't, you, we can't go back on it. And he said that he can handle it. And I've asked him multiple times. So God is my witness. The boy says that he can handle it. So I guess that's, I guess it's happening. People keep saying like, are you really getting the dog? And I'm always like, I don't, I don't know. I think so. But I mean, it's, it's definitely happening. So we were taking a walk over the weekend and we were talking about dog names and kind of brainstorming a little bit. And Brett finally admitted the reason that he doesn't want to name the dog Tucker, because I originally said I wanted to name it Tucker and call it Tuck, Chuck and Tuck. And Brett said that the reason that he doesn't want to name it Tucker is because it's an American name and all of his friends are going to make fun of him. I'm like, really? That's the reason why? That's the only thing that's stopping us? Um, Charlie is officially out. He wanted to name it weird thing, weird things like Thor. I, I mean, we've been watching Marvel movies, so he's, his inspiration is coming from all over the map, but we finally decided, I think on Benny. I really like the name Benny. It's super cute. It doesn't rhyme with Chuck, but whatever, I guess I can get over that. Cause there's not a lot of names that do rhyme with Chuck. A lot of you said that Chuck and Charlie is okay. Like I, even though it is this, a variation of the same name, most of you were okay with it. My friend Amanda was not, she was like, no, you can't do that. It's the exact same name. I'm like, weird. You're the only person that said that. I still like Chuck and Charlie, but I will settle for Chuck and Benny because Chuck, because Chuck, because Brett said the only way that he's going to name it Charlie is if he can call it Charlie Brown and no way in hell are we calling a dog Charlie Brown. Like it's not happening. So the whole reason that I'm just now sitting down to do this podcast and I'm so behind in my day is because of the Peloton challenge. The one that just started last week. I'm sure last week when I was talking about on the podcast, I was so excited about it. I was excited to like be held accountable. We were all going to put in $100 and have like this prize at the end. So there was some incentive. Like I was feeling really motivated. Well, let me tell you guys, it has killed all of us this past week. So since last Monday, today's Tuesday, since last Monday, how many minutes do you think I've done on the Peloton? I'm I'm asking you that question because I need to do math in my head for a second. I need a moment of silence. So you just think it over. Get your guess. Play some. Na, na, na. Well, I do math. Okay. 120. I have rode the Peloton bike for 820 minutes in the past eight days. 820. Let's see. Let's do some math. Calculator. 820. 820 divided by. That is 13 hours. A little over 13 hours in the past eight days. My butt hurts so bad that it's hurting me right now to sit and do this this episode. I was feeling famished. I was not getting work done. Some days I was writing it for over three hours. 
Um, especially with doing whole 30 and it's not that I'm not eating a lot cause I am, but I'm just eating different things and my body's not used to operating from this type of energy that I'm give that I'm feeding it. So I was just feeling sick. I was feeling so much pressure. I was feeling like I constantly had to look at what the other girls were doing. And if they did something, I had to get back on the bike. Like last night, I thought that I was going to bed ahead. And then one of the girls wrote a, did a 60 minute ride and I almost got out of bed at 10 PM and did another ride. Like it shouldn't be like that. It should be fun. And it was just turning into something that was not fun. Like I was dreading getting on the bike. I was hitting 1300 calories by the time it was noon every day. Like it was just so bad. So I had just got done today doing a two hour ride. I sat and did a free ride while I watched friends because I was just so over the classes. Like I just needed a little break and I was like, maybe this will take my mind off of it. Not to mention my butt just hurt so bad. I just needed to watch something while I was doing it to hopefully make the time go by faster. So I had done two hours and I was finally in the shower, like scrubbing my scalp and my hair because I just felt disgusting. And I noticed that my watch is going off. So I get out of the shower and it's the group, the all the girls that are in the, in the challenge. It's just three of us. And they basically both were on the same level that I was on. They were like, this is not fun for us. This is, we all didn't realize we were going to be this competitive. So it just wasn't fun for us. We weren't get. we were hating the bike. Some, and they have only had the bike for like less than a month. So we just decided to call the challenge off, still motivate each other to do at least 45 minutes a day. But also like now the gyms and stuff are back and reopened. I want to go to hot Pilates. Like I want to go to P2O so bad. And I feel like I couldn't waste any energy on any other thing besides the bike. Like it just was not healthy. So we've decided to like, you, we, we need to do a class on the bike every day, which I want to try to do throughout the year. Like, unless I'm out of town, I want to get on that bike every day that I'm at home, but I also want to have the options to do other things. Like I want to go on a walk. I want to go to hot Pilates. So we've just decided to do this challenge till the 11th, but not do it the way that we had it set up. Like we're just going to motivate each other to stay moving every single day. And then at the end, we're going to go to Asha urban bath and have a spa day and reward ourselves for all the hell that we've been putting our bodies through. One of them was like, We've been training like Olympic gold medalists for the past week. And it's really been ridiculous. Like I get off the bike sometimes and I'm seeing stars like it's not supposed to be like that. So I'm kind of relieved because I feel like I was like morphing my whole schedule around riding the bike. And that's just not how I mean, I was getting ready to sell that damn bike when we were done. I'm excited to just like take a 45 minute class tomorrow and be done with it and not have to be like, okay, I need to wake up. I'm going to have my coffee and then I'm going to get on for an hour and then I'll get off and have a banana and then I'll get back on for 45 minutes and I'll get off and have like, that's how my days were going. Oh my God. Something else that's really freaking frustrating about Peloton. So I've referred seven people. I don't know how the fuck that's possible, but I've gotten seven people to buy a Peloton bike. I didn't realize up until recently that there's a little barcode, a little like a code that you can give people a referral code. And so when they buy a bike, they get a hundred dollars off some accessories. And then you also get a hundred dollars. I didn't realize this till last week when one of my friends bought a bike and I was like, Oh, I read that there's a code. Let me try to find it and send it to you. So I got a hundred dollars in in credit for like the clothing apparel. Their clothing store is so cute. I got me something and I got Brett something. I'm obsessed with all the stuff on there, but it's so freaking expensive. And then I started thinking back, I could have had $700 in apparel credit for the Peloton store 
if I just would have known about this sooner. $700. Do you know how many leggings and sports bras I could have bought? You should see the shit that I wear. I'm wearing leggings that I bought like four years ago. So they barely fit. Like they, they, they come up, like they fit, but they're super low on my butt. Cause my butt's gotten bigger. They're super tight on my legs. The shirts are, I mean, I look like a stuffed sausage in them. Like I could sports bras, the, um, like the stretchy stuff is coming out of the seams. Like I could use a whole new wardrobe when it comes to workout clothes. And I could have had it if I would have known about that goddamn referral code. I can't stop thinking about it. So our merch that we ordered came today. The super cute long sleeve. Brett got a tank top that he can work out in. I don't know why I didn't get something I could work out in. I was just like, ooh, I want a long sleeve that I can lounge in. So I got like an oversized Peloton sweatshirt and I got it. And I was like, God, this is so cute. I can't believe that I could have had $700 to be spending on this fucking store. Ah, so frustrating. So yeah, we're just back to doing being normal workout people. It, it was just interfering with our lives, trying to compete with one another because I, I, I don't think any of us realized how competitive we were going to be like, and Brett was kind of nudging me along too. Like he, when you have a Peloton and you have a profile, you can see what other people are doing. And he'd be like, Oh, she did another 45. You need to get back on the bike. And I'm like, Oh, I don't need you telling me what I need to do. Just let me live. Um, I did come across a funny post on the Peloton page. I told you that people post the most ridiculous things on the official Peloton group. Well, this was on the Peloton women's page, and I had to take a screenshot of it to read it on the podcast because it's that ridiculous. Okay. Tiny writes, her name's T-I-N-I, Tiny, Tiny B writes, I need advice. My boyfriend wants to use my bike and I feel she put a little like emoji about it. Like that weird emoji that's kind of new that people use for, I don't know why they use it. It's the weird face. She said, I don't know if I'm being a brat, but I bought my bike a couple months ago in parentheses and I paid cash and I'm in love with it. I ride almost every day and it's my baby. My boyfriend seemed uninterested every time I'd bring up buying one. Now he is interested in riding and just bought cleats today. I'm assuming he will make a profile on my account. We split almost everything, rent, groceries, etc. Should I ask him to split my monthly membership? Also, I guess I'll have to make a schedule now so his riding doesn't conflict with my bike. She put little like asterisks around the my. Also, he's way bigger and heavier than me and I feel like he will wear it down faster. Uh, am I just being a bad sharer? Yes, tiny bee, you are. Are you fucking serious? You're upset because your living boyfriend wants to use the bike that you just bought for your apartment? Get the fuck out of here. I fucking can't. I fucking can't. And the worst part was people that were commenting were like agreeing. Like some people were saying that, that he should pay half of the monthly membership. Some people were saying he should pay for half of the bike and half of them. Like what? And then someone was like, no, don't make him pay half because then he owns half. And if you guys break up, I'm like, this is way too serious. Just let him use the bike. Don't make him pay. Like what? I don't understand. I don't understand. People are fucking crazy. Whole30 has been going so much better. We've discovered so many different things that we can make. We found this um, almond flour pizza crust at Whole Foods, and we made some pizzas with vegan cheese over the weekend. Super satisfying. We made some garlic shrimp. We um, made a burger last night, just like a bunless burger with like this. Ov- and we've just been killing the fucking game. For some reason, though, I thought we could drink oat milk. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I've been like, oh my God, Starbucks sneakily put something on the menu, a honey oat milk latte. You have to kind of dig for it, but it's there. So I'm like, wait, does Starbucks have oat milk now? And I was getting so excited. I talked about it for like a solid day and then 24 hours passed and Brett's like, why do you keep talking about oat milk? You know, we can't have oat milk, right? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, oats, oat milk comes from oats. We can't have oat milk. And I'm like, wow, 
Why did I think we could have? Good thing I didn't buy any. I did try the macadamia nut milk. It It's grown on me. I didn't love it at first, but it's not bad. I mean, I, the, that's the one thing that I complain about on Whole30 is the coffee situation. I normally drink a coffee in the morning. Well, like half a cup, I never finish it. But um, I just can't find a good milk that I like. Like, And then if I go to Starbucks and get a get an unsweetened vanilla latte with almond milk, it's okay. But I don't like the unsweetened taste. It's terrible. So I just get, do I try a normal latte? I just don't know. No, because then there's no sugar in it or no like sweet tasting anything. You know, I don't know if we're supposed to have yeah, I'm sure we could have the unsweetened. Oh my God, I'm having a full-blown conversation with myself. Conversation with myself right now. Um, Yeah, so I don't know why I thought we could have oat milk. We cannot. Otherwise, the diet's been going so much better. There are so many things that I'm discovering that I, I, I can implement in my normal life. And I feel like we are going to have a much easier time carrying this forward because we've discovered things and meals that we actually like. And so our plan is that after the 30 days are over, we're going to have one cheat day a week, but it's going to be during the week as opposed to the weekend so that we don't fly off the fucking handle like we normally do. So we're going to try to eat mostly whole 30 during the week. Brett's whole thing is he misses bread. Like tonight we're making this um, plant-based lasagna and he's like, can't, isn't there something that I can just dip in it? And I'm like, no, no. And he's like, can't I just have a little bread? I'm like, no, you can't. We've also tried a few of the TikTok recipes this week. We made some roast potatoes. I post them on my story. They were good. Don't get me wrong. They were good. They just looked better on the TikTok than they tasted. And they did taste good, but they just weren't like the most amazing things ever. And then what else did we try? Oh, I found this like hash brown thing and Brett tried it and he was like, and Brett's a good cook. Like he knows how to make things. He can follow a recipe, follow a video. He was like, these TikTok videos are a sham. None of the recipes turn out how they look in the video. And it has me curious. The one thing that I'm dying to try after we're done with Whole30 or after this month on like a cheat day. So I'm excited to try that tortilla hack where you like cut a slit and then you wrap it into, or you put toppings in like four corners and then you fold it up and put it on a panini grill. I'm dying to try that. But has anyone done it? Is it, does it actually work? <laughs> There was one that I saw and one corner had brie, one had arugula, one had um, jam. I forget what the other side was, but they, oh, they wrapped it up and toasted it and it looked like the best thing ever. I'm really missing cheese, like brie cheese. The pizzas that we made over the weekend with the almond flour crust, the almond flour crust was bomb. No complaints. I went a little overboard with the vegan cheese though, because I wasn't sure how it, how it would melt. So I tried a bunch of different kinds and it was some vegan cheeses melt super creamy. And that's not that's a bad thing, but if you put too much, it can definitely be overpowering. Some melt just like regular cheese and some melt like, ooh, like creamy cream, cream. And that's what I put on the pizza from over the weekend. We made it two days in a row. The first time I made it, beautiful, wonderful, 10, 10 recommend. The second time I made it, there was something on there that was a little funky. And I think it was the pepper jack the pepper jack vegan cheese that I put on it. Otherwise, I got a lot of people messaging me about it, asking me where I got the cheese and where I got the crust. If anyone wants to know more about it, let me know. Did anyone else watch the JonBenet Ramsey special on 2020? I feel like every few years, 2020 does a special on JonBenet Ramsey. And every time they put one out, there's like a different suspected killer. The first time I watched it, it was still the parents. People are always going to think it's the parents. And the second special that I watched was like three years ago. And they really leaned, made it lean towards the brother. And then this year, 
they didn't give us anything. They basically counted the family out and said that there's like a group of people that are still investigating it, but we have no clue who it is. My friend Molly, though, she's on the radio here in Sacramento. She was posting about it. And the next day she posted a picture and said, does everyone know who this is? And I voted yes, because it was obviously JonBenet Ramsey. And then on the next slide, she said, if you said Katy Perry, then you are correct. And it got me digging into, of course, I've heard it before, but the conspiracy theory that Katy Perry is JonBenet Ramsey, they look identical. Look, just Google that just for fun. I mean, obviously, I don't believe that JonBenet Ramsey is actually Katy Perry, but they look pretty fucking similar. And by similar, I mean they look like the same goddamn person when they were little and when they put a side by side of adult Katy Perry and young JonBenet Ramsey together. I mean, I mean, also side note, I'm so excited that American Idol is coming back on Valentine's Day. I love the auditions. Love. I love to have a good cry during the auditions. I never really make it past that. I always try, but it just gets overwhelming like two nights a week, two hours, and then the virtual shit. But I'm really excited for the auditions. Katy Perry's hair is nice and long again. I'm feeling that. I'm not excited that Insecure is coming to an end. Issa Rae announced, I think last week sometime, it must have been last week, that the upcoming final season or the upcoming fifth season is going to be the final season. And I'm so upset because that's the first show that I binged binged in quarantine. And it's so good. It's so good. I want to rewatch it with Brett. I think he would really like it, but man, five seasons and that's it. She said that it was nothing that the net, like the network didn't cancel her. She said that it was always the plan to just be five seasons, but like, how come you couldn't let us know because we were blindsided like Claire was today when Dale broke up with her. Like I'm not ready. Oh, man, you got me feeling emotions, Issa Rae. Brett and I went to Costco this weekend, as we normally do. I swear we go to Costco like three times a week. No, not really, but like at least once a week. And we were driving past Cal Expo, like where Paradise Island used to be. And I've noticed like the past couple months that they've been doing work at Paradise Island. This time, though, we drove by and all the bushes were gone. You could really see into what Paradise Island used to be. And there was a big sign out front that said Rockin' Brews, live music. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's a live music place opening during a pandemic? What is this? So I Googled it and it appears that it's a chain and it's like beers and food and live music. And so I'm so excited because I feel like that's going to be a great location. I mean, it, ooh, it could either be good or it could be bad. That area, I mean, it could be hit or miss. So it just depends. But I am really excited to see that come to life. And I'm hoping that when things reopen, That will be close to opening and that'll be like a new fun thing to do because, man, I'm excited to do things again. For the longest time during this pandemic, I've just been like, meh, I'm okay being home. I don't really miss anything, but I'm starting to get to the point where I miss doing things. Like I I would like to get dressed up and go out on the weekend. And instead of having all these new flourishing businesses downtown, I feel like there's going to be a lot of closures to possibly some of our favorite places. So the possibility or not the, I mean, it's definitely the signs up. So the fact that there is going to be something new in the area opening to get excited about, Ooh, gives me butterflies, makes my tummy warm. I'm excited. I wonder what kind of acts they're going to have there. Like live music. Is it, a big stage it is, is it a small stage like is there going to be like big people there or like small people there like local I don't really care I'm just excited to have a new place to go I'm just excited to have somewhere to go period when are we going to be able to go places again <laughs> it's been so nice that the weather's been nice this week it would be so great to sit on on a patio somewhere but it's just too risky us going out to dinner like this we haven't got our cravings 
fully under control yet. I posted about this Bath and Body Works candle on my social media, I don't know, sometime in the past couple weeks. We went during the sale, the Bath and Body sale at Christmas, and the place was popping. We came super late, so we didn't have a lot of scents to choose from. One of the ones I picked up, though, was called Chocolate Grams, and I was smelling it, and I loved it, and Brett was dead set on getting two of the teakwood mahogany or whatever it is, and I was like, smell this one. He's like, no, we're getting two of these. So fast forward two weekends ago, Brett starts burning this new candle. I didn't realize that he was burning it. I thought he was cooking something really good. And after dinner was over, I was like, man, I still smell like something's cooking in here. And he was like, oh, it's the new candle. Doesn't it smell so good? And I looked and I was like, God damn it, Brett, this is the one that I really loved. I wish we would have got more of these. He was like, this is the best smelling candle I've ever smelled in my life. A couple people were apprehensive. My friend Amanda was like, I don't like sweet smelling things, but she was here over the weekend and she said that it smells super good. It smells like chocolate chip cookies or baking in the oven. I'm obsessed with it and I'm pretty sure we're out. Like I'm not going to be able to light it again tonight. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'll just go on the Bath and Body Works website, website and I'll order some more. That scent has been scrubbed completely from the website. And everyone that I've talked to is like, don't worry, they'll bring it back. It'll just be listed as a completely different scent, like maybe in the summer, maybe during the holidays. But the thing is, this nose has smelt a lot of the Bath and Body Works fragrances, and I've never smelt anything close to that one. So I'm nervous that it's not going to come back. Just like years ago, my favorite candle was Poolside. It went away. I've never smelled anything close to Poolside again. So I was like, what am I going to do? It's not on the website anymore. It lists all the scents. That one is nowhere to be found. So I looked on eBay. People are selling these chocolate grams candles for like 40 bucks plus shipping. I'm like, okay, everyone must be catching on to this scent. So I tried Amazon. They're super expensive. And I'm just like, oh my God, maybe this, if anything comes from this podcast, did anyone go to Bath and Body Works and get a haul? I've got other candles. I'll do a tradesies like marbles back in the day or pogs. Does anyone have the chocolate grams candle and doesn't like it and wants to swap out for one of the ones I have because I will make that happen. I will throw in a sticker. Oh, speaking of stickers, this company has been reaching out to me. They've sent me like four emails. I haven't responded to any of them. I'm terrible. And they basically set up a online merch store for you. You don't have to stock it. You basically like if one of you wanted to get a what the chuck hat, then they would make it and ship it and send it to you. So I don't have to get things made and have them sitting in a store and potentially them not get bought. And do I think that people want to buy merch? No. Do I want to buy my own merch? Yeah. I would love to like support myself and put my put my logo on a hat and wear it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, like a walking, talking advertisement. But she keeps reaching out to me and she's like, you're not going to lose anything here. But if someone wanted to buy some merch, then you reach out to us. We make it. We send it to them. And so don't be hating on me if all of a sudden I have, get a merch store popping up and I post about it because I'm getting it because I want to buy something and then it's there just in case anything ever happens and this somehow goes viral and blows up and then I'm selling merch. I'll, I'll already be ready and set up. So don't be hating on me if all of a sudden you see me talk about merch. I don't think I'm tight. I just would like to buy like a What the Chuck sweatshirt or maybe like a hat. I don't really know what my options are, but I would like to buy something and have it there just in case shit pops off. Okay, so if you have something to say about it, keep it to yourself. Let's get into The Bachelor real quick before I wrap it up. Last night's episode was a roller coaster of emotions. I started out being like, why the fuck is everyone just assuming that Sarah is fainting for attention? Like she already has a rose. Why would she be doing that? She clearly just like didn't eat enough or maybe drank too much or is just overwhelmed. I know that they do the rose ceremonies. Those take a long time to film. So maybe she was just feeling, I don't know, a little overwhelmed, a little tired. 
And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, Sarah, honey, no, what are you doing? I really went through the motions with Sarah and I was not expecting her to ever pull the trigger and leave, which is what makes me think that her going to Matt and saying like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving wasn't just a cry for attention that she actually was that was on the table for her. Like she was considering it. Well, it did seem like a little bit of a reach and a little grab for Matt's attention. I do think that her intentions behind leaving were pure. And I mean, she ended up leaving. So obviously they were. I just think that the women, I mean, Katie, two new dildo girl was going to be the savior of the season. So many people on Twitter were saying that she should be the next bachelorette, that she's the sweetest thing ever. And she really really is. When Sarah was telling Katie about her dad, you could see the emotion in Katie's eyes just totally shift. Katie is such a good person. Like she addressed Sarah in a very mature way when Katie felt like she was disrespected. And then later she came to Sarah's rescue and comforted her when she was feeling ganged up on by the rest of the girls. Not going to lie. I did laugh at Victoria. (laughs) Some of the things that she was saying were making both Brett and I laugh. Not that I condone anything that she was saying, nor do I condone bullying, but it's just funny how arrogant she is. Like the audacity of her and some of the things that she says, like, girl, you are if I even had an ounce of the confidence that that girl has man I'd be set although a lot of people are speculating that the reason that she is like that is not because she's confident but that she's actually insecure and that that's that's her insecurity flaring I don't I don't really know what it is all I know is that her erotica story was off the wall so was Katie's I mean couldn't really understand what they were saying because there was so much bleeping going on how awkward I wouldn't have been able to do that date I could barely even watch that date I don't know what the hell I would have done. And can we please talk about how Chris Harrison has an, has a book that has erotica in it? I kind of want to read it. Okay, Christian Gray, Fifty Shades of Chris Harrison. Oh man, where was that tweet last night? God damn it. I This season is so good. Like the, the previews that they, I cannot wait until next episode. I can't even remember what the preview showed, but I'm just like so excited. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm, I have no clue what girls are going to be a standouts for me at the end. I kind of go back and forth with who my favorites are. I really like MJ. I like Katie, although I don't think she's going to make it till the end, but I definitely think we will see her in paradise. I don't, no, she would be the bachelorette. She's really got to stop putting her hair in a ponytail. Like, can we get this girl a wand, a curling iron, a flat iron, anything that's stopping her from putting her hair up in a ponytail? Please and thank you. I don't know how long I've been. 42 minutes. By the time I edit, this will probably be like a 40-minute episode. I got to get ready for dinner. My butt, I need to stand up. My butt is this butt is on fire. (laughs) I got to stand up. My butt is killing me. I got to go downstairs and pretend to help Brett with dinner. (laughs) I got to respond to my DMs. Man, I was posting about Dale and Claire today and my DMs are popping. I have like 29 the last I checked. I feel really bad when people DM me, especially like if you're my friend or we talk a lot. And if I'm short with you, like it's not for any other reason besides that sometimes my fingers get tired and I find it harder and harder to text these days. Like I make a lot of errors and then I get annoyed and I just get a lot of messages not not in like a cocky way but like people message me a lot about things that they see or like videos and sometimes I'm just like I don't have the energy for it and so maybe I should just not I don't know maybe I shouldn't open the dms until I'm ready to respond but then I feel like if I'm not opening my dms and I'm posting something on my story people are like bitch we see you just go easy on me if I don't dm you right away or if I just like tap your comment or if I'm short it's not 
because I'm annoyed or irritated. It's just sometimes I get fucking overwhelmed. And it's not, you know, ever since they changed the reaction to the story thing, that has helped me so much. Like now that the reaction just comes to your feed instead of a DM, love that feature. And I love the, I love talking to everyone. Like I love a good DM, but, um, sometimes I feel like I'm short with people and I don't ever want you to think that I'm like annoyed or angry. It's just, sometimes it's a lot. And also I am very active on my phone in the daytime, not so much at night because phones down family time at night. And I, try to stick to that. Brett, however, does not. I'm always like, Brett, put your fucking phone down. But I try to lead by example and phones down fucking family time. Okay. So especially at night, I'm not the best responder. I feel so bad because everyone like in my life, <laughs> either I was like, you know, they're working from home, but they still have jobs. And so they're not active texters during the day. And so I'm like blowing them up during the day. And then at night when they're actually able to talk, I'm like, Oh, I'm not on my phone. I don't talk on my phone at night. So if you're, this is, whether this is a text or a DM, if you feel like I'm avoiding you or if I suck at nighttime, it's because I do because it's phones down family time. All right. Thanks. Have a nice week. Bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.